So I don't know about you guys, but I have been getting outside quite a bit. I've been taking some long walks down in Riverside Park in Ypsilanti, which is the one down by the river um, with the big gazebo and doing laps and just taking time to pray and to listen to books and be outside. And last Monday I was taking my normal walk out around there and I noticed that there was this really large tree that had fallen down. Like one of the, like one of the really big, beautiful ones had just like fallen over and it had been growing on the hillside. Um, if you guys know the area, there's the Ipsy Historical Museum that's there on like Huron and it was growing right on the hillside on the back of it. And it was like, it just tipped right over. And I could see like the really big thick root that had been holding it up and into that hillside had just snapped in half. And so I was just looking at it. And if you know me, like I was with Rachel one of the days when we went past it, I go up and I talk to the tree and I'm like, it's okay, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Um, but that first day I saw it, I was, I just kept walking and it was like so sad to me. And I was thinking about this poor tree and as I thought about it, I started to think about this tree as like a picture of something that I've been trying to put into words lately. And sometimes for me, and maybe this is also true for you as well, I think sort of a fresh or a renewed spiritual understanding often starts for me as like intuition, right? It starts as something sort of bubbling and fermenting inside that takes me a little bit of time to translate into words or to application. It's more like a feeling. And so there's been this like stuff sort of fizzing in my spirit since the pandemic started and around some of the questions that I've been asking. Because I think that every challenging season in our lives can open possibilities for spiritual growth. And so the kinds of questions that I've been asking myself as I walk are things like, what is the spirit doing in this season? What's the spirit doing in me? Like, what's the spirit doing in your guys' lives, in the lives of the people of our faith community and for our church? What's the spirit doing on a larger communal level? And what kind of tools do we have to lean into or better develop to help sustain us through times like this? And I was thinking about that tree in the park and how it fell down because it was built on this hillside that didn't have enough connection to the earth. And because its primary root wasn't strong enough to hold it up any longer under that kind of pressure without the earth under it. And I was thinking about like how scripture describes us a little bit like trees sometimes, right? It says that we're sturdy when we're planted in ground near water and when our roots can get adequate nourishment. I'm going to copy and paste this verse into the chat for you guys so you can read along with me. So it's from Jeremiah 17. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They'll be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It doesn't fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought. Lord, does this feel like a year of drought? And it never fails to bear fruit. And I think there's a mystical insight here that goes beyond just the simple metaphor you know, in, the, in Genesis, in the very beginning of our scriptures, the picture of human origins is that we were birthed out of the dirt of the earth, right? And in that way, like the earth became a womb that formed and produced us. And so in this picture, we are sprouted and birthed out of the earth, and we are now like these strong trees where our feet are 
like planted firmly into the ground, like a hundred feet into the ground, and we're just drinking mightily from the waters that are gathered there by nature. You know, Paul describes in Colossians, he says that all things, like all of nature and dirt and earth and the created order are all held in the essence of God. And in this sense, we're like part of the outgrowth of the earth. And God is both the earth and the essence of all that is feeding us and keeping us thriving. And there's a sense of oneness with God and the earth and with us. And in this time when I think we're less able to connect in person with the people that we love, I think there's an invitation to lean into our connections with the earth and with God. And I think these are connections that can help really nourish us. So last week, Pastor Cassie was talking about the importance of meditation, and I want to echo what she said about that, because, you know, the people who have come before us and have gone through difficult times tell us that prayer and meditation are lifelines in times of uncertainty. And even if you're not sure if you fully believe in a God, praying and meditating and being open to this divine connection can be really life-giving. And prayer is, I think, going to be really vital for our spiritual and emotional health um, through the fall and winter. And prayer comes in many forms. And I think, you know, praying for like things that we want or need, prayers of petition, like asking God for things are helpful. But I think the prayer that's going to be especially helpful for us in this time is the form of just like being in this divine oneness. Because right now the pressures are so intense, and I think this is especially true for those of you who are parents and teachers, healthcare workers, people who are struggling with employment. These pressures are so intense that all of the voices in our heads are telling us that we're not enough. Those voices are going to be having a huge party, right? And so I think we need to be aware that these are like perfect hurricane conditions for feeling like we're just not enough. Right, that we're not doing enough, that we're not being a good enough partner or parent or friend or child, that we're not working as long or as hard as our colleagues. You know, these are perfect conditions for judging other people as well as for feeling judged by others. And there are going to be some situations this fall where there are literally no good options, right? And things are just absolutely out of our control. And so I want us to be reminded to be gentle with ourselves. Be gentle with yourself. And in prayer is where we hear this voice of the divine telling us that we're enough. Reminding us to trust and to rest in this creator God that is the essence of all things. That's telling us that we're not alone. That there's grace that's sufficient for us, even when we're at our worst or our most fearful or our most critical. And that that's the primary root and source of our strength, right? It's this voice of the divine telling us that we're loved and we're enough and that there's grace for us always. I read back through the letter to the Philippians this last week because I, I had that song going through my head. It's kind of an annoying song, but some of you probably know what that rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We sometimes teach it to the kids. I see Susan clapping. Um, that's found in Philippians, and that, I think that can easily be made into a platitude, but I'd like to read through what Paul is saying here, and then let's unpack this little longer piece of scripture here from Philippians 4. I'm having trouble copying and pasting because my, my command button isn't working that well. Let's see here. Uh-oh. 
I got this. No, I don't have this. Oh, no good. Do a shorter section, paste it into pieces. Thank you, Caroline. Let me see what I can do. Philippians 4. Oh, Caroline's a genius. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and put them all in here and then we'll, then we'll read them together. Okay, so we'll start at the top here. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, dear friends, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put that into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want. I can do all things through the one who gives me strength. So let me start by saying that I, I don't think it's healthy to like just plaster a smile on our faces and pretend like everything's okay when it's not. That was most definitely not helpful for me to learn as a young person. And I want to validate like all of the various emotions we're experiencing and that we're going to experience. The full range of emotions is helpful to us and good for us. But what helps me to not read this letter from Paul as telling us to just smile and be okay and rejoice is that he was writing this letter from a jail cell in Rome. Right? So he's sitting in jail. And in the letter, he freely talks about his just deep longing to see people, right? He's lonely. He's talking about his loneliness. He mentions his hope that he, he doesn't want to feel ashamed about what's happened to him. And he even mentions that dying might be easier. And then he talks about his anxieties about a friend. You know, Paul had some friends over in Greece and Philippi who really cared about him and heard that he was in jail. And so they sent a young man named Epaphroditus. And they sent him to bring Paul just some personal items and to go and to cheer him up. And when Epaphroditus got to Rome, he got sick and he almost died. And so Paul sent him home with the letter to the Philippians that we have. And he sent him back with it. And he wrote this. He wrote, Therefore, I'm all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you might be glad and I might have less anxiety. <laughs> like this poor kid got here and almost died. <laughs> stressing me out. So it's from this place of like, feeling all the feelings that Paul is also talking about trying to focus his mind on things that are lovely and true and noble. And I think it seems like advice to himself as much as to anyone else. And so that's what I find helpful and validating in this letter, because I know I also hold those intentions in my body, right? I'm holding both anxiety and deep peace. And I was thinking, gosh, if people only knew me from like social media, you might think I'm a total anxious wreck. <laughs> I'm not, but I do have a lot of concerns about like what I'm hearing and seeing in our national ether. But it's also true 
that I have a really deep and abiding peace that I'm finding through connection with nature and with God. And I would argue that those two things are just like bound inextricably together. And so like Paul, I wonder, you know, does that sense of peace that I'm having come from being in a place of privilege? Right, Paul's like, I know what it is to have plenty. You know, and I thought, well, maybe, because both Rachel and I, we have jobs and health and no kids to worry about with the COVID school stuff. But also, like Paul, I know myself well enough to recognize that I have also known this kind of peace in times of my life when I had literally no money, um, when I've had health issues, when I've been in that tornado of social upheaval, when my dad got a diagnosis of dementia and Parkinson's. And I know that I've always felt both the range of all the feelings that go with those things and the presence and peace of God. And that peace of God doesn't mean that everything is going to turn out in the best possible fashion, but what it means is that we can experience the comfort of the presence of this divine spirit of love in the middle of that storm. And so what Paul recommends is gratitude and focusing on beauty to help us maintain that peace. And so I want to encourage you to give yourself permission to carve out space to focus on gratitude and on beauty and to prioritize this for your health, right? To just be in the presence of God telling you that you're enough, to feel your connection to the earth that's below you and to draw strength from those connections to nature and to others like a tree, a tree is drawing strength from the dirt and the water and tend to your roots so that we can withstand the pressures as they come on, because I think it's gonna get a little bit harder before it gets better. So with that, let's do a little meditation here. Um, and invite you to, if you'd like to close your eyes, you can if that's helpful, but picture a place of real beauty and calmness and peace for you, preferably out in nature. And as you picture that, picture yourself either standing or sitting there with your, your legs like rooted down deep into the ground, not like you're trapped, but like you're rooted down deep, or if um, I don't wanna be ableist, so if it's not something like where you can stand, maybe your, your hands, maybe you feel like your hands are rooted deeply in the ground, either one of those things. And as you're picturing yourself there, I'm gonna give you about a minute to go through your senses and just think about what does the place look like, sound like, feel like, smell like, and taste like as you're feeling this connection to the earth that's below you. So we'll take about a minute and just feel that space.
And as you're picturing yourself rooted into the ground with your hands and or feet, just picture the Holy Spirit like water that's like starting to run up through your fingers and your toes, filling your entire body. Paul says we can do all things through you who give us strength. So divine spirit, may you flow up into us as we feel connected to the earth and to your spirit, hearing the words that we are beloved, that we're enough, that there is grace even on our hardest days. We ask that you would infuse us and that you would be our source of strength. Amen. <laughs>